millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello and welcome to Watching the Tutors. I'm Heather. And I'm Jonathan. And this is the podcast where we watch the Tutors after almost 10 years and go into depth with the history and background of the show, explaining the stories behind the drama. You can learn more about the show and about us at watchingthetutors.com. This is episode five, Arise My Lord. And a quick reminder that if you like this show and you want to see more of it, please give us a rating on iTunes. It's the number one way you can help a show succeed and it helps other people find the program. Let me talk real briefly about the reason why we're doing this. I started the Renaissance English History Podcast in 2009, and that was about two years after the Tudors premiered. It's still running, and if you want to get into even more depth on all things related to 16th century England, you can check it out at englandcast.com. I thought it would be fun to go through and start watching the Tudors from the beginning again after almost 10 years and see what stuck out at me after podcasting about this time period for such a long time. And it's my goal to bring the stories behind the tutors to life in a more accessible way for the average viewer, and hopefully people will want to go even deeper into the Renaissance English History Podcast as well. And I'm Jonathan. Heather's my wife. I thought this would be a fun way to learn more about um, the history that she likes. And five shows in, I'm starting to discover why she's sort of interested in this stuff. Like, it's quite interesting. and Really? Yeah. I mean, it's not my, like, new favorite thing in the world, but, like, I'm into it, like, more than just for the TV show. And, like, you know, I've been asking you little questions, like, oh, and what about this person? And mm-hmm. how are they related to whoever? And yeah. and I even kind of know dates, like, not really so dates, but, you know, it's like, oh, that happened in 1550. That must have been you know, this person's son instead of that person's because that was too late. And yeah, so I'm, I'm getting into it a little. So yeah, good, good times. Good times. So we're going to do a quick recap and then you're going to ask me questions. Just a quick spoiler alert. As always, this whole series assumes that you have watched the episode or you're re- re-watching it with us. So if you haven't, please remember that we're going to be talking about everything that happened. So spoiler alert on that. Yeah. And, and your caveat. And my caveat, just there's bigger spoiler alerts. So even if we don't give things away that happened in this episode, we might be giving things away that happen in later episodes. Like Henry and, gets married six times. Yeah, that's crazy. You know, just in case you wondered if he got a divorce, well, he's been married. He got married six times. So I would And it say was yes. like the last five of them were in the last 14 years of his life. That's wild. So he got married five times in 14 years. Yeah. That's really busy. All right. Yeah, he, he, he gets around a little bit. Yeah. And he had gout and all kinds <laughs> of diseases. All right. All right. So this is episode five, Arise, My Lord. And it originally aired on April 29th, 2007. And it opens with Henry Fitzroy, Henry's illegitimate son, being made a duke. And Catherine had to watch that. So that couldn't have been fun for her. Princess Margaret. Who's really Mary. Exactly. 
Um, I'm just going to be so ready when she's done with this season. <laughs> it's so to... confusing. <laughs> she marries Charles Brandon in secret, and there's all kinds of hell to pay when Henry finds out about that. And Henry also gets pissed off when his divorce proceedings are stalled because the bishops have decided that only the Pope can decide if the marriage is legal or not. This is not good news for Cardinal Wolsey because he knows that his job is hanging on the annulment. And then Rome is sacked and the Pope is the prisoner of the emperor who is coincidentally the nephew of Catherine of Aragon. And Henry puts that puzzle piece together and exits stage left really pissed off. And also Catherine finds out that Henry wants to get out of the marriage officially. And um, so she's very upset about that. And then later there's a scene where she gives Anne a glaring, deep stare, mm -hmm. stare down. And um, what else happens? Also, Thomas Tallis has like a totally fabricated gay love affair. <laughs> I just can't. She can't take it. I can't take the trauma. Um, I feel like Seinfeld. Not that there's anything wrong with that. Mm -hmm. But it didn't happen. And also children are taken away. It's a sad episode for parents to watch because children are taken away. We see Henry Fitzroy die, which did happen, but when he was an adult. And also Mary Tudor is taken away from Catherine to go live in the Welsh marches. Marshes. Marshes. You can't make all this stuff up, huh? No. So let's jump right into your questions. Okay. These are all my questions from tonight's show. So we start off, Thomas Boleyn is getting whatever, crowned yeah. or duped or whatever. He's Lord Rochford. Like that, that he really mm -hmm. was Lord whatever. Yep. And it was just because Henry, Henry wanted to sleep his with his wife and... or his daughter. Yeah. All right. Because he made, because he had slept with one of his daughters and he wanted to sleep with another yeah. one. So he was rewarding him for making, for making good daughters. Good daughters yeah. <laughs> making them available. It's just, I mean, that was the whole plan. I mean, that was his plan, right? Yeah. Pretty much. The Anne Bel or Thomas Boleyn. And then Fitzroy, his son henry mm -hmm. fitzroy like he yeah. he was really given all that yeah like lord was. of nottingham and duke of Chutney yeah and... he was um yeah he was called uh well he was made a duke the duke of richmond and somerset that was um that was the main okay. one duke of richmond and somerset but there were all kinds of other smaller honors that he was given and he was called his right high and noble prince henry duke of richmond and somerset Nice. Yes. All right. It was a double dukedom. And so Henry and his son Henry like knew like met knew each other mm -hmm. and stuff. Yeah, Henry knew him. Yeah. And that was just all out in front of everyone. I mean, yeah, um, it Card wasn't a secret that that was his bastard ch child. No, at at very first they didn't announce it right away. Mm -hmm. um, Cardinal Wolsey was his godfather, and. At the very first, it wasn't announced, but then Henry wanted to make it public that he had had a son. Hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, uncomfortable um, for, for the queen. Well, you know, it, it was to be expected, Yeah, you know, yeah. to be honest. Mm -hmm. Kings were always having illegitimate children, and it wouldn't have been that bad for her if she had had a son of her own. Yeah, because he would have just been some other bastard child. He would have just been another child. bastard child, yeah. I but um, that yeah. was. But the problem was that she didn't have a man. Anne of Cleves's grandfather. Anne of Cleves is his fourth wife, and she was German. But here's something funny: talking mm -hmm. about illegitimate children, her grandfather was nicknamed the Baby Maker. Guess how many illegitimate children he had with a nickname like that? Come on, give me your wildest guess. Ten. More. Twenty. More. Forty. More. Sixty. Sixty-three. Oh my god. 
And they were the ones he recognized. He really was the so, baby maker. I mean, it could have been like a hundred. Those are just the That's ones he knew crazy. about. Crazy. Yeah. Gosh, we thought, you know, modern day athletes are bad. Like, That's 63. That's crazy. Yeah. So anyway, I mean, this was to and be. People a, didn't even live that long back then. I huh? Well, I mean, he like, did this all before he got married, before, even before, before his marriage. Before he was like 35. Before he was 31. <sighs> wow. That's. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Good German stock, I guess. Seriously, that is crazy. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it was uh, to be expected that kings were going yeah. to have illegitimate dalliances. Uh, I'm really blown away by that. Okay, the baby maker. Was Henry Fitzroy really first in line for the crown? I don't think it was ever official. Henry flirted with making him his official heir. I but see. He, so yeah. at that time, he was probably in the leading, but it didn't mm-hmm. really matter because... yeah. Okay. And it was really just because of his fear of leaving leaving the crown to a woman. Yeah. Um, like we talked about last time. Yeah. Yeah. All right. And then we heard news about the emperor leaving the marriage. So he, the emperor, who is the king of Spain, really called off the marriage to, to young Mary. Yes. And he, and he really married the princess of Portugal. Yes. And then Isabella. they and, and she, they did it. He did it with Henry. Henry and he in the show. It makes it look like it's really terrible. But Henry and he actually agreed to it. Okay. They said so they just said we think this would be better. He, he needed says, to sure. have kids. Like he was already. He was like twenty, like seventeen years older than. I see. And he needed to have kids. He yeah. couldn't wait. I see. Yeah. yeah. And Anne seemed really good at flirting. Like she was. She sent him that gift, and she was mm-hmm. like, yeah, playing hard to get. Yeah. And. Blount, Lady Blount, really had to leave her son Fitzroy. Like, mm-hmm. and that actually was a sign of how um, serious. How, yeah, like how he was going to be raised, like a royal child. Mm-hmm. Royal children weren't raised in general, especially the heir, weren't raised with their parents. Mm-hmm. They were raised in households of their own to be educated separately. In part, that was for their protection. Um, so that if the court, there were a lot of diseases and mm-hmm. things that were always floating around. And, you know, in general, mothers were okay with having, they just kind of expected it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's funny because later on in time, Anne of Denmark, who was married to James the fir- James the First of England, when um, in the Scottish king, when she found out that she was going to, she was raised in Denmark where that didn't happen. And she was raised by her parents and was very close with them. And when she found out she was going to have to send her son away, she threw a giant, massive fit. It was like a huge argument. And like she couldn't understand how terrible it was that they yeah, did they that. Yeah, they just took your child away. Yeah. But it was kind of for their protection. Mm-hmm. And to be educated separately and stuff like that. Yeah. And so then we're back to Margaret, who's with Charles Brandon. Yes. So, okay, so in, so just, just to kind of recap for, right. for my own yes. knowledge. Give it to me. In, in real history, real life or whatever, mm-hmm. it was his sister Mary. Yes. Who married the really old king of France. Louis Twelfth, And he really died somewhat soon after they married. Yeah, it was like a couple months or something like yeah. that. Yeah, and like, but she didn't, there's no evidence that she killed him or anything no. like in this show. And his son... Then eventually, you know, they, they said it on was, the show, like, oh, his his son is really excited that he passed away. Like, Yeah, it, it was, was... It was his son that took over the throne? Francis I, the one that we see as the king of France mm-hmm. here, he was the son-in-law 
to Louis. Mm -hmm. And in part, that was because in France, they had Salic law. Women couldn't inherit the throne on their own. Mm -hmm. So his daughter, Claude, would have been his heir. Mm -hmm. But she was married to France, Francis. Mm -hmm. And so Francis became the king. And she became the the queen. Okay, so son-in-law. Yeah. Okay, so it's an I see son-in-law versus stepson. Okay, yeah, All right. son-in-law. Yeah. So it's interesting in in France in those countries that had Salic law, women couldn't actually rule on their own, mm-hmm. but their claim was seen as much more like you could easily get your claim through a woman. Whereas mm-hmm. interestingly, in England, it wasn't so much like the you would get your claim through the man. And if it came down to it, that people had equal claims, Mm -hmm. if there was a claim through a woman, it was seen as less important than a claim through a man. And in France, women couldn't actually rule on their own officially by law, but but their claims were stronger position. Yeah. I mean, I guess you could argue, but yeah, yeah. it's just a fun fact. All right. And so, and Charles Brandon early did marry Mary, who is being played by Margaret in this one. But did he do it like that quick? They did it in secret, mm-hmm. yeah, and and they yeah they did it in secret. Oh, but was it that quick? Yeah, no, I mean, it was it really was, fast. Like he so went like to she collect died her, and like he like raced off, and they got married. Well, like, he went to collect her, and I don't know. I think they had had a thing like before she went, uh-huh. and I don't know that they were having sex on the boat like yeah, they yeah. were here. But uh, I would doubt that seriously. In case she got pregnant, that wouldn't have mm-hmm. been good. But. Um, Anyway, so he came and collected her, and they got married within a couple of weeks. It hmm. was, yeah. So it was pretty quick. Mm-hmm. So then the, we have the meeting with the archbishop about getting a divorce from Catherine. Like, that meeting really happened? Yeah, that was the first step, was to get an ecclesiastical court. And so those people were all England like bishops or, or mm, whatever. Like the Archbishop of Canterbury and the Archbishop of York. England had two archbishoprics, Canterbury and York. Like archbishop like, areas? Or, yeah, um, exa- and that's like places that are kind of the highest ranking places. Okay. And I don't, I don't know ecclesiastical courts yeah, yeah. and government and stuff like that, but there were two archbishops in archbishoprics in England. It's at in, this time. It's interesting to me, like, you know, learning more about this history and stuff, like how many kind of areas, I mean, I guess you could be, like someone could be just a specialist on, what 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 did you say, ecclesiastical, mm-hmm. like history or yeah, whatever? Yeah, well, people are. Well, that's yeah. what I'm saying. I yeah, mean, yeah, that's yeah. like a thing. I mean, to me, it's, in my head, it's like, oh, well, I know about Renaissance English history, so you know, like, everything there is to know. But yeah. like, I'm like a math major and like when i went to school it's like you didn't just major in math i mean Mm -hmm. you could but like you had a specialty like algebra or like you know yeah number theory well it's funny because there's people who are so into the tutors that they know all these people like you can Mm -hmm. ask them what's that person what's that person and like i don't know who all these people are but i know a lot about different ideas Mm -hmm. that's like what my and particularly like the changes in religion and Mm -hmm. um and music and how the changes in religion affected the music and there are people who just focus on that like david skinner that i interviewed for the podcast yeah like that was so he's thing. like a music historian or something yeah he's like a that. musicologist that just focuses pretty much exclusively on mid 16th century England <laughs> it's like 
And there's enough to have a whole career out of that. Oh God, yeah. I mean, there's no, there's not just there's whole like he's just one person in one school who happens to be the a really famous one. But they have them all over. They they meet for conferences. That's crazy. And they're all doing independent work where yeah. they're analyzing they're scripts or analyzing yeah. manuscripts and um, you know and new things are uncovered. Yeah, and they digitize <laughs> things and talk about preserving things and yeah, no, it's Wild. all kinds of stuff. All right, and he actually there's there's a big there's a a big mystery. It's totally unrelated, but there's a guy called William Cornish who was a compo- the guy that we talked about the one time who was the masks guy. He put together the mask, okay, yeah. yeah. And there's also a William Cornish that's mentioned in the Eaton Choir book, which is one of the very earliest pieces of of music a musical manuscript that we have for the mm-hmm. dates from 1505. And that music is very religious because it was included in this choir mm-hmm. book that was for religious observance. And the big question is, was that written by William Cornish, the one that we know as the pageant guy mm-hmm. or his right. father? Ah. And we don't have any, there's no evidence of birth dates yeah. and death dates and stuff. And so it's looking at trying to match up the pieces that are in the Eaton choir book with the styles and how, and like, did that match yeah. this person? And like, that's like, this whole and there's this whole theory around where there are two William Cornishes or one William Cornish, and that's like what people spend their lives researching. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. So then, the emperor. Then we got word that the emperor, the king of Spain, released the king of France. Yes. And Henry was not happy about this. No, he wasn't. So, the, like, the emperor really released the king of France? Yeah, and that's like, what we talked about last time. Marguerite of Navarre, during the time when she was supposed to be having an affair with Henry, was yeah. actually going into Spain to um, negotiate negotiate for his release. Yeah. And so why would the, why would, I mean, why, why would the Spanish king do that? Like, she paid a lot of money and agreed to be his ally and... So it just said we will be better friends. Paid a ransom. Go. Huh. I mean, it, you wouldn't. It's the same. You know, there's stories of like English kings, like Richard the Lionheart is the most famous mm-hmm. one coming back from the Crusades, being captured and held ransom in Germany. Mm-hmm. And you know, you would do that. But for, you wouldn't really but, like kill him or something. No, you just, just hold him for ransom. It was just a leveraging thing. Yeah, it was just like, okay, and, I have this person. What are you going to give me okay. now? Yeah. All right. Of course, Henry would have wanted to have him kept yeah. longer so that, so that or at least be consulted first him around or something. Yeah. yeah. Just be like, part of the decision making. Yeah. Process. If you're his ally and you know, you should be talked to about, I'm thinking of releasing him. What do you want while I'm in this good negotiating mm-hmm. position? Yeah, exactly. You can get something out of this. Yeah. And so was that a, a turning point like in Spain, English relations? <laughs> well, I think probably, yeah, I, um, Catherine of Aragon's stock fell a lot more after this as well. So it's another tick against her uh-huh. just in general. Yeah. Although, you know, I, I don't know that Henry ever really, things got really bad for Henry with his relationship with both Spain and France after he said he wasn't, he, he was the head of the church and didn't owe any allegiance to the mm-hmm. Pope because then the Pope excommunicated him and suddenly Spain and France both saw opportunities to wage holy war against him to earn kudos with, with the Pope. The Pope. Mm-hmm. So things got quite things bad for got, him after it all that went point. To, to hell later. Yeah. All right. Um, and he went over to Anne's house. 
Yeah. Like, did he really like go to people's houses like that? Like, as a king? <laughs> I mean, not people's houses, but the Anne's house. Yeah, I mean, I, she was at Hever Castle, which is in Kent, and it's a close ride. If he was in Greenwich or one of I his just, houses, I don't know if kings could just pop into people's houses or whatever. Yeah, you're you king. You can do some popping. Wanted, huh? Yeah. Okay. It reminds me of, um, what's the show we like? Love Actually, where the prime minister is going door to door. And singing Christmas carols then. <laughs> Are you a caroler? Is it, what's her name? Is this where, what's her name? <laughs> and then they say, yeah, fatty. Oh, porky or something. Say porky. Yeah. All right. Um, Sidetrack. So, and Anne really played that hard to get. Oh, I mean, God, she, yeah. So she was really like... Oh, I, I would do anything for you, but we mm-hmm. must be married first. Yeah. And honestly, God. it wasn't that unusual of a game to play, but she kept it going for a long time. So Henry... And with a king. I mean, I'm... Well, no, no, no. For for that, too. So Henry's grandfather, Edward IV, married a commoner. Again, mm-hmm. a strange thing, Elizabeth Woodville. And he married her because she played this same game. He wanted to have her as his mistress, and he was a man. Henry took after his Ed, Edward the Fourth, his, his maternal grandfather, on so many levels, and really had his genes. And this was another way. Edward was a womanizer like crazy, loved had had affairs every which way, mm-hmm. and he met Elizabeth Woodville, and she was actually a widow at the time, a young widow, and she was petitioning him in theory for some lands that she was owed, and he wanted to sleep with her, and she actually supposedly in in the the theory or, or the um, story is mm-hmm. that she had a knife and she put it to her own heart. Oh, wow. And she said, I would rather kill myself oh, than give my. up. Even though she wasn't even a virgin because she was uh-huh. a widow, but I would rather kill myself than be treated like this by somebody. You know, what do you think I am a whore and blah, 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 blah. And he wound up marrying her. She and, seems to have a flair for the dramatic. Yeah. And, uh, and that was another, Edward had tons of mistresses, lots of mistresses, but he also had lots and lots of babies with Elizabeth Woodville. And so I don't know about his illegitimate yeah. children, but he had a couple of famous mistresses. Right. And then Woolsey came and talked to the queen about how the princess was being sent yes. to what, Wales? Uh-huh. He, he said, you know, she'll be provided for and we'll give her this and we'll mm-hmm. move 300 from her court or whatever yeah. people with her. Like, that's how big the yeah. courts were, like 300 people and yeah. stuff. I mean, just for the, like an eight-year-old or whatever. Yep. Wow. Yep. That's a lot of people. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of chefs and stuff. Well, there were her tutors. There were, you know, her playmates. And there were her guardians. <laughs> the hairdresser. The Well, all of her ladies-in-waiting. And then they would have mm-hmm. had other children there for her to socialize with. So children who of lords and people who were the same age as mm-hmm. her to have like a, you know, a group yeah. of people that she could play with. And they all had guardians. And then there were the people to cook for them and clean and take care. No electricians, though, huh? No electricians. Okay. And your guess, like I know we don't know, but like do you think it was Woolsey who decided to have the princess sent away or was that that was just a normal thing yeah actually in a lot of ways it was reaffirming her as henry's heir important because the prince of wales was always you know even now the yeah the, the the prince of wales is the heir and the duke of york is the spare so throughout, oh, and so it, like right now, Prince William is the was is Prince, Prince Charles. Of, oh, Prince is, Charles is, is the, the Prince, Prince of, of Wales. Yeah, and that's why there's like the Prince of okay. Wales's trust and stuff like that. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, so Prince Charles is the Prince of Wales, yeah. and his brother 
who married Fergie, what's his name, Andrew, was the Duke of York, mm-hmm. is the Duke of York, I think. Mm-hmm. And so that was... It's funny how his wife's more famous than you. I know, right? We all know Fergie, but who is she married to? But yeah, so that goes that goes way back. That was tradition, mm-hmm. that the heir was made the Prince of Wales. So sending her to Wales mm-hmm. was actually reaffirming her position as the Princess of Wales, and she was the heir. The Spanish ambassador got it yelling at. He did. Did they really have like that tough position of yes. like being the proxy yelled at person, uh-huh. but would they kill him? No. Okay. Cause that would be like not good. Starting a war. Bad political. Yeah. Okay. You wouldn't kill. Cause so you didn't kill an ambassador. Yeah. Cause then your ambassador would probably be killed. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, no, I don't no, know. No. They kill everyone else. <laughs> they kill all their best friends, like I mean, I their wives. I and... think you would just expel the ambassador. Okay. But you wouldn't and kill then just, the ambassador. And then just kill a peasant to make yourself <laughs> feel better. Bring me a peasant to kill. I don't know. It, sound, it sounds right to me. <laughs> I we, we shouldn't ever do one on the White Queen or the series on the Wars of the Roses, Game of Thrones or something like that, because... Did they really just kill everyone? Like, the whole nobility died because... And wasn't that, like, in France... What is it? When was it in France? Like, didn't... No, the, it was in England. It was no, in but wasn't there a time in France... Like with the guillotines. Oh, that just, was the French Revolution. Okay. Yeah. That like they just killed everyone. Just like they killed everyone. Kinda. Like both. Okay. Robespierre and the Reign of Terror. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. yeah. And they were just killing like a hundred people a day or, or something. More than like, that, I think. Yeah. That's crazy. And blood. And they, they killed like, Marie blood, Antoinette. Blood flew on, oh. flew down the street. Yeah. All right, and then just sort of a random question. Someone was writing with a, a feather. I think it was Anne or, or something. Mm-hmm. Like, that's how people wrote back then. Yeah, you Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Geese, goose feathers were pretty good. Okay. Yeah. Well, so if you wrote, you're writing with a feather. Yeah. I mean, I yeah. There, there were there was lead. Actually, interestingly, lead pencils were were discovered later on in Henry's reign. Okay, so they were coming around like gunpowder. Yeah, and it was because uh, they actually first started using lead to mark sheep because it was they found deposits of it in, I think, northern mm-hmm. England, and they used it to mark sheep. And then it got their hands all dirty, so they put wood around it to protect. So ah, that's how a pencil... would get all over. Oh, I see. Yeah, so they would hollow out wood and put the lead through. And the then wood. did everyone get lead poisoning? <laughs> Probably, well, but then they put lead on their face for makeup. That doesn't sound like it. And now white, we, now we can't even use it. Okay. Queen Elizabeth, like one of the causes of her death, perhaps, is lead poisoning from all of the white makeup she put on her face. Huh. Oops. Mm-hmm. So Thomas Tallis, then, yes. is, is next. Um, mm-hmm. Would he be... Would I know any of his music? Yes. Well, because you've heard me play it. But we'll insert some music, his most famous Spaminalium. Okay.
pretty. Orpheus would be jealous. Orpheus was the god of music, a Greek god. Okay. I didn't know who Orpheus was. I thought he was like a popular musician. It's a legendary Greek mythology person. Uh-huh. Cool. H.R. He signed his letter to Anne. Henry, Henry Rex. Henricus Rex. Henricus Rex. What is that like king or something? Yeah, Rex is king. Okay. You hmm. know that. The Spanish word is Ray. Comes from Latin. It doesn't mean I know that Rex means king. So is that like Tyrannosaurus Rex? Yes. Is the king of the Tyrannosaurus? <laughs> yep. But he's the king of the dinosaurs. Ah. So Henry's excuse for to get his to get a divorce or to get an annulment or whatever. Yeah. To me, it sounds like a good excuse. Yes, Leviticus. Like, I don't know if I was buying, if I was listening to that. Like, oh, okay, mm-hmm. so new things have come to light. Like, right. <laughs> new things have come to light. Yeah. So was it just like partisanship, if you want to call it okay. that? Of, like, well, yeah, why we kind of talked about this in part, but also Henry and Catherine were given a dispensation to start with before they got married. So it's kind so of like, dude, you already went and bothered like, the king, the pope about this. Yeah. He gave you special permission, and mm-hmm. now you want now, to go back. 25 years later, you're saying that you don't agree with So it's not so much that they're like anti-Henry, or they're just like, dude... Like we've you got to be kidding. This. Like, yeah, we were the ones that even allowed you to do this in the first place. Yeah. We're not going to go back. Yeah. All right. I, I, no, yeah. I, I get that. I get that. It's yeah. kind of like how much, like next week uh-huh. you're going to ask for us to take that back. Right. Cause yeah. All right. And, and they were like all of those issues around whether or not she'd slept with Arthur mm-hmm. and like all of that was discussed when they gave the dispensation the first time. Mm hmm. And who was it? Thomas More, I think, mm-hmm. was talking to him. And he said that, you know, she's very popular. Mm-hmm. Talking about the queen. Yeah. Uh, queen Catherine. Yes. She was really popular, like, with yes. the people. Like, yes. they really liked her. And then we talked about later, like, they did really like her. And even that was partially evidenced um, when Mary came to the throne. And by that point, England was already very Protestant. And there was the plot to put another cousin, Jane Grey, on the throne who was Protestant. And people didn't support that at all. They rallied to Mary and um, were she very... Because she Catherine's was Catherine's daughter, daughter and she was the rightful queen and blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. So, yes, she was very popular. And he said, England will never forgive you if you divorce her. Like, did they kind of never forgive him? Or I'd, Well, I it's hard because by that point he was already going crazy. Well, he was... <laughs> so who knows why everyone hated him? No, was... I mean, I don't... Like, when he... Basically, when Anne was crowned, like, there were reports that she was booed and things like that. You know, I don't know that your average English person really cared. I don't know. Yeah, they weren't, that, know. They weren't all that And they're, they were just getting wine, free wine that was mm-hmm. flowing through the um, the streets. So, I mean, I think amongst nobles, there were some that would stay on her side forever, but there were also some who, who saw the new stuff coming in and maybe had Protestant leanings and were like, okay, mm-hmm. we'll, we'll go along with that. So I don't know that I think it'd be a bit poetic to say that England will never. No, that makes sense. So you just said something the wine like flowed through the streets or whatever. Yeah. Were you just saying that? Like, was there no, just no, no, free they did wine? The, um, what's the, what's the word? I can't, I can't think of the word that, um, powers uh, fountains, not aqueducts, um, viaducts. Okay. Into fountains. Mm-hmm. They would fill that with wine for the people during celebrations, like crown. Like, <laughs> wow. So free, free drinks for everyone. Uh huh. Keep everybody happy and in a party mood. Yeah. Um, and then what, what percentage of people were, reli- were religious back then? Like, did everyone go to church? Did half yeah, the people, like, it was the law. You had to go to church. Oh, okay. So you didn't have a choice. Really. Right. And then there was the bar scene with, 
Charles Brandon. Charles Brandon. And just my question, is that like kind of a normal bar scene? There's, I mean, not that you've been to a bar in Renaissance yeah. England, but... I think um, it public places like this where you could eat food and get drink and stuff were just starting to spring up in cities. Um, and yes, I think that probably probably was would have been fair. There were places depiction. where you could go and sit and get food and get something to drink and, and have women draped all over you. And sure. Okay, so that might have been just a little exaggeration <laughs> on the sex on, fanatic yeah. directors of this show. So then. Henry really was informed of his sister's and Charles Brandon's marriage. Yes. And he, I'm guessing he wasn't very happy. No. Like in reality. Right. And he like really took away he all the banished them from court. And they had to pay a huge fine. Lost all their perks. Yeah. I guess if you will. They were eventually welcomed back though. Okay. So he did. So later they, you know, Charles Brandon was saying, oh, he'll forgive us. And, and he did. He eventually did let them back. And, yeah. But scolded afterwards. Mm-hmm. He kind of seems like kind of a jerk, Henry. Yeah. I, I mean, mean the thing is, fair? like, with his sister, the marriage ability, like, he didn't have that many kids, right? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, he only so had he one. Needed her so he needed like her for another marrying. And, yeah. And, like. But he did promise her. Well, according to yeah, but he was the king. You don't you just and it was actually it was a it became a law then that if you were in line to the throne, you did not marry without the king's express permission because yeah, you just couldn't do that. Yeah, all right, well, it makes sense, I guess. And also, then that's where like there's claimants to the throne then that are going to come out of that. Mm-hmm. You know, so you have to be careful about it. So another, do you, do you think your opinion, like, do you think the King really told, do you think Henry really told Catherine that they were going to get, he was going to search for a divorce or would he have just sent someone? No, see that whole thing gets really weird because they show it. Like he said, we're going to do this and it's just up to you to decide where you want to live and blah, 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 blah. Things were already starting to happen, and Catherine knew that he was planning these so things. So she, she could already tell. And he yeah. probably talked to her and said, you know, I'm a little bit worried, blah, 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 blah. But then, like, what became really sad was that one day Henry went out riding with Anne Boleyn, and that was the last time she ever saw him. He just never said a proper goodbye to her or anything. It was like the court was all together, and he went out riding, and he never came back. And then she was told she had to move and she moved and she never saw him again after that point. And so, you know, I don't know how it would have gone where they would have um, been talking about it at this point, how much, and then having Anne be right there. I think by the point that she knew what was going on, I think Anne would have been separated out a little bit more and wouldn't have been. It's just all in the mix. Yeah. Huh. And it really seemed like the way they showed it, the queen really loved Henry, huh? She did. Mm. He was her prince. Mm. He was her her knight, her prince, her young. Yeah. It's sad. Well, it's sad that they broke up then. Yeah. And and she made even. There's a story that on in her when she died, her last letter to him, or the last letter she ever wrote, she said, you know above all else my eyes desire to see you and that was like on her deathbed when she wrote that to him she never saw him again and she continued i don't know if they'll show it in the show i forget but she continued darning his shirts even 
like yeah. way after they were separated and stuff, like he still sent his shirts to her to be darned because he liked the way she did it. And Anne Boleyn found out and threw like a mask. I can imagine she'd be, she'd be pissed off. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. So that like sew him up or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And so, yeah, so little and, things like that she kept doing for him. And she couldn't remarry. I mean, once they were done, like yeah. she was just done for yeah. that. No more kids and stuff. Yeah. Well, hmm. she was already going through menopause by this point, so. Okay. And is, so the meeting with the archbishop, they went back to that. Mm-hmm. And they were saying, like, well, no, we don't think you have any ground, you know, Woolsey, mm-hmm. to even do this. And, like, is that how it ended up? Like, it was just sort of almost like a, a mistrial, if, if you will. Yeah, like, I think they, I think basically nobody there wanted to make the decision. Make the call. Like, it wasn't like, we're yeah. not going to yeah go like, against the Pope's decision dispensation that they'd received before. Yeah. And they're so like, if you like, already have a whatever papal dispensation. Whatever, dude, if you want to, you yeah. need to talk to the Pope if you want to yeah. do this to crazy stuff. Yeah. Okay. And then the queen really lost, Mary, like Mary really moved away. Mm-hmm. And like, that was, gosh, that's sad. It's what happened. I know. I just, but it is. I can't imagine them taking our little baby. I think, you know, if you were, well, the thing is, it'd be different because if you were royalty, you would have been raised that way. Yeah. So, you know, women, queens, royalty. yeah, queens at this time, m- motherhood was very different. Like queens didn't, it, it was really unusual. Anne of Denmark, um, again, her story coming from Denmark, it was really crazy that her mother breastfed her. Mm-hmm. You didn't breastfeed your children. You gave them to wet nurses because you wanted to get pregnant again right away. Yeah. And you, you know, it's like you'd have your baby and pretty much right away it'd be taken out of your arms and given to a wet nurse. And you really live in like a really nice... Good time yeah. like where we can choose to marry who we want to marry and mm-hmm. like raise our own children and mm-hmm. like they don't have to be married off and yeah and like we're not starving and yeah huh. yeah cool I'm glad we're alive now yeah this episode there was lots of Henry sitting on his throne <laughs> yes like is that, is that a normal would kings really just sit around on their throne like they do in like movies and stuff? And well, when he was receiving people, well, that's yeah. where I he mean, would. Mm-hmm. When he's not riding his horse or something, but yeah. like I don't know, it's sort of like his Oval Office, or mm-hmm. just hang out in the throne room. Yeah. All right. Um, was there really lots of drama? Like so, in in the show, it's Margaret who, you know, got married to the king and he died, and then she got married to Brandon, and in real life, it was Mary. Like, was there really drama between? King and his sister, like, because of all this, like, she, he really expelled her. Do you think it was just sign of for show and he, or do you think he ever cared? I, it's hard to tell. He, Henry was raised with his sisters because that was the whole thing that made him different mm-hmm. that he wasn't ever supposed to be the heir. So he was raised with his sisters. What? I just, so no wonder he was so emotional. <laughs> right. And, uh, and he was, meant to go into the church, you know, yeah. and his mother actually was with him and likely taught him. And, you know, there's evidence that she taught him handwriting and, you know, to herself. And so he's very close to his sisters. Um, and I think he tried to do everything he could to help them as he could. But Charles Brandon and Mary then lived a very quiet life away mm-hmm. from court. And I think they just didn't want to be there wrapped up in things. Okay. And there was... So then the Thomas Tallis scene. Oh, God. Just don't. Well, just just for clarity, like, there's no... We don't know anything about a gay love affair with no. Thomas Tallis. And, and also, Thomas Tallis wasn't really popular at this point. Like, this is all in the 1520s anyway. I mean, A, he 
didn't have a gay lover, and he wouldn't have really been showing up at this point anyway. He didn't show up at the English court until like the 1540s. So this so whole scene just is kind just of wrong. strange. Whole, it's yeah. just wrong in so many levels we can't even begin can't, to. Yes. All right. Um, and then Anne gave Henry a gift. Like, would mm-hmm. she really give him mm-hmm. gifts and yep. so and to go along with her poems and, and stuff? Yep. Huh. Gosh, they really <laughs> flirted around. Um, and then Francis, the king, uh, the king of France. Yep. He he like wanted to be friends now with Henry. They were always going back and forth. So he's always like, "Hey, let's make a treaty. Let's break a treaty. Mm-hmm. You can't marry my daughter. Wait, maybe you can. Let's mm-hmm. be friends again. Like it's just all right." And and then so France and England then united against Spain or yeah the emperor against or against the emperor it wasn't so much Spain as the yeah. emperor yeah all right and were things just always I mean I guess there was was there any like stability it just seems like everything's falling apart from every different angle like, okay but you got to remember like politically I mean this yeah and this is like for high up at court I mean this like I'm sure President Obama deals with. Stuff, stuff like falling this apart all the time. All the time. Okay. And we don't know about it and we don't care. Unless we were watching the, what's that show about? House the, of Cards. I guess. Maybe that I like? No, what's the other one with the White House that was made a, lot, a few years the ago? The West Wing. West Wing. Yeah. So if we watch that, we think everything was falling apart. Yeah. Just like everything's falling apart here. Yeah. So that's why politicians go gray. and. Yes. Yeah. Henry seems like a bit of a hothead to me. You think? It's <laughs> just... It's, it's like just starting to dawn on me. Uh-huh. So he's kind of, I don't know, he kind of just seems all over the place. Like, I'm mad at you. Wait till he, at you. Wait like, till he goes crazy in 1536. And then he's just mad at everyone. Yep. And it seems, and like on that sort of line of thinking, like it doesn't seem like he has allegiance to anyone. Like he's like, yeah, I hope for you, Woolsey, that you can get, like that the Pope thinks that. Uh-huh. And, you know, even Tom, he's lying to Thomas More, who, who he's like, seems like his best buddy and... He's kicking Charles Brandon out of like mm-hmm. court, even though he just made him like mm-hmm. whatever knight or duke or yeah. whatever he was. And and one really interesting, weird thing that Henry had in his personality mm-hmm. was often he would raise people up, and this is taught. We're talking a little bit later, but often he would raise people up right before he was going to kill them. So he actually, there's a story that. He made the, for the longest time, the imperial ambassador never actually had to talk to Anne Boleyn. He avoided ever seeing her Mm because he called her like the great whore and all this. And he never actually had to, had to see her. And Henry orchestrated him having to meet up with her after church one day and he had to bow to her. Right. And it was like this, this big deal that finally the imperial ambassador has to bow to Anne Boleyn. And that was like two weeks before she was arrested and killed. And, like, he did the same thing with Thomas Cromwell. He made him the Earl of Essex, like, I don't know, like a month before he beheaded him or something. And, like, Henry has this weird thing where he, like, raises people up right before he's going to kill them. And I think part of that, people have explained that away, that he does it in part to show that they really must be guilty of whatever crime they were accused of. Why would he? Why would he do this to this great favorite that he had if they hadn't been guilty of all mm-hmm. of these things? But, um, yeah, it's a weird thing that he has. But, you know, like, kings at that time, they were beholden only to God. Yeah, I mean, you know? it, it really seems like he doesn't, like, have anyone's back. Like, it's it's like he's not loyal to, to this person or that person. It's no. just sort of like, whatever, I'm the king. and Yeah. And then he's, 
he's saying he's going to marry off Mary again, yeah, Mary. like his daughter, to the, to France, and yeah. So he's just always she's married to this person. Next week that person. Next week that person. And poor Mary never actually. She's such a sad story. She never got married until she was finally thirty-seven and could be queen and could arrange it herself. Geez, so so after all that, she never like ended up marrying any of these guys. Nope. It's crazy. She married the emperor's son, Philip. Huh. Yep. Charles V's son. Mm-hmm. Philip of Spain. So they were like second cousins or something. Yeah. Because her mom was the aunt. Well, she would have been first cousins with Charles V. And then it so was... So that's like marrying your cousin's yeah. child. Weird. It's all just weird. It's less weird than marrying your cousin. Uh, well, just one step. I don't know. All right. And then Anne and Henry were like really that out there. I mean, it was yes. totally like the known secret around everywhere. Now, again, this this whole thing mixes times. Yeah. But, by, the but end, when, when, by the end of it. When it, it was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They were really just. She had a little shadow there. court and all of it. Gosh. And was she, she was really taking care of the queen like Anne was. See, this is where I think it mixed. Yeah, she was a lady in waiting to the queen. So she she would have have waited on her. Gosh, that's weird. I think by the time they got really serious, Henry They would have separated them. Yeah. Yeah. And then, so then right at the end, Mm -hmm. second to the end, the guy comes in. And so Spain and the German states, because Charles the V, who's the king of Spain and the Holy Holy Roman Roman Emperor, Emperor... Mm-hmm. Is also a Habsburg. Yep. And they were from like the Germanic yep. area. Mm-hmm. And so they all got together and and sacked Rome. Yes. And like they were and they killed all sorts of. It was horrible. But like, I'm it's just like doing my head in because like I, I know I don't understand the intricacies of like, you know, European politics back then. But he was like the emperor of of kind of Rome. Well, he was the or, Holy Roman Emperor, which was well, yeah. Germany and stuff. It wasn't related to the Pope. Well, no, not related to the Pope, but just Roman. I mean, it's like, I don't know. I mean, it's like entitled. But that's more out of like Rome, the Empire, rather than Rome, the, the city. Pope, yeah. It's all right. That's just that's like a whole episode in itself. It, it confuses me. I don't uh-huh. know. I just hear Holy Roman, and I think Rome. Yeah. Like, so how's he going to sack Rome if like that's the kind of thing he's leading? Was it almost like a coup or something? No, no, no. I mean, the Holy Roman Emperor wasn't at all headed up by Rome, at all. Okay. Charlemagne was the first Holy Roman Emperor, and it was like the the German states, and it was in it was the whole idea of like trying to. So why are they called Roman? Because it was out of the you know there was the schism between the Eastern Roman Empire and the Western Roman Empire in like four seventy six when Rome was <laughs> sacked the first time, and you know who you're talking to, right? Okay. Like, no, I don't know yeah. any of that. I mean, so, I know there was an Eastern. Yeah, I, I don't know if we have time to get into no, we all don't. Of it, Basically, the the they had this idea by the time of Charlemagne, which is I don't know, like three four hundred years later, that they were going to have a similar idea of an empire in Europe. And I don't, I'm not an expert on this, so I can't. Like people yeah. should go research that if they're okay. really that interested. But um, oh, and great. and so it was a secular group of people that, and it was the title that Charlemagne was given of 
that it, he was leading the Holy Roman Empire and it was in Charlemagne was German and it was like the in the German states and mm-hmm. and uh, it was they were trying to recreate the might of the Roman Empire. I see. So it had absolutely nothing to do with like with Rome. Yeah. All right. Totally just have no idea. Maybe if someone's an expert on this, they can write in. And, and they can, can tell us can about inter- it. We can interview them on Very the intricacies of, of this. Of the Holy yeah. Roman Emperor, Empire. All right. And then finally, how it does actually end is with Fitzroy dying. Yes. And he really, like, he didn't die that young, like they made it seem, but he did die. Like, yeah, he died when he was like 19, 18, 19, something mm-hmm. in there. And he died, did he really die of sweating mm-hmm. fevers? Sweating sickness. Yeah. Yeah. What? What is, like, I was curious as to what that is. And yeah, no, it's a very mysterious and highly contagious disease that nobody yeah. really knows. And, like, they would say it came on you really, really fast. So people were always so afraid of it because it would come on you. And the whole story was they'd say you were well at breakfast and dead by dinner or dancing at breakfast and dead by dinner or something like that. Mm-hmm. And, um, it was, it was just, yeah, death. It says here, death often occurred within hours. Yeah. We and, looked it up and it's, it's like, we still don't know. Yeah. Nobody, like, it's just, that's weird to me. Cause uh, you know, I'm, I'm sort of interested in medicine and like, it's, it's wild to me that they don't know what happened, like, or what that was about. I mean, we know now what the, what the plague was and, like and you know we know about i mean i know it's not that old but the spanish flu and everything but just it's like what was that we don't know yeah all right just a note on henry fitzroy actually just to be clear he didn't i don't know that he died of sweating sickness he was ill throughout a couple of the last months of his life and so it could have been tuberculosis or something as well we're not it's not definitive yeah all right. Well, those are my questions. I'm I'm getting more interested in this whole. <laughs> uh, maybe I'm just being drawn into the drama. I'm not sure. But it, well, we have finished watching Bachelor in Paradise now, so we need something to replace that. Oh Lord. <laughs> All right. My well, thanks. Likes Bachelor in Paradise. Yeah. So um, yeah, thanks for listening. And thanks for going and through that with if me. If you have any questions about the show or whatever, you can go to watchingthetutors.com. And oh yeah, I was I was thanking you, but thank you as well to oh. everyone listening. Yeah. yeah, yeah, thanks for listening with us. And, and uh, we'll be back again next week with episode six. Yay! I'm excited. Yeah. We'll see what happens. Remember to leave us a rating on iTunes if you like the show. Yeah, thank you. All right, bye-bye. bye bye.